money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Oh, today we have um, like lots to talk about. We do, and I don't know if this is going to end up in two shows, one now and one in October. Well, it so it depends on how far we get. It depends get how far we get yeah. because this is a good show. Mm-hmm. We're calling it Budget Busters. Budget if you're Busters, ready. yes. Yeah. Two things that we, 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 two words we really don't like. I know. Budgets and, and busters. <laughs> I know. We so don't, it's awesome. But spending plan buster <laughs> no, doesn't no, work. No, budget busters is awesome. Okay. So, so this is the show where we talk about the heart issues around money. This yes. is Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. I'm Dave. I'm Reb. And uh, here we go. Uh, we're oh, going to just on. shout out to our, our sponsor oh, yeah. for the Today Show at NotMine.ca. Uh, most of you know Ray Borg, who is a regular on the show and, and NotMine.ca. Uh, check it out. Check out all of the resources on NotMine.ca. Uh, we love that uh, we can say, hey, you want a study? You want a book? You want a, uh, a small group study? Uh, you want an uh, indiv- individual study? then go to notmine.ca, check out the resources there, uh, and thank you, uh, Notmine, and the, the, the folks at Financial Discipleship Jan Canada. And yeah, and Ray so. and the team. Anyway, yes. Awesome. Um, so also, this September, you can pre-order my book that yes. I had spent the summer working on, and um, it's called Cultivating Trust, uh, Finding God's Hope and Freedom for Your Finances. So I'm... So I've done you know, that. If you, you can can't find it in the Bible. Read Reb's book. I, uh, more, <laughs> more than enough books. dot com, and we were we're now. I'm like questioning whether it's dot com or dot ca. So try both. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, um, and you can pre order a book, and you should have it in your hands in December. Yeah. So just, just in time. Christmas. Yeah. So, so that's the plan, and and an ebook. So you order a book, you get the ebook and my book awesome. in your hand. So. Awesome. So that's fun. Uh, Yeah, more than fun. This is awesome. It's my very first book. This is like big deal. Yes. Okay. Anyway, September 3rd, Budget Busters. Here we go. Budget Busters. Okay, so I had this... Yeah, we we did an informal poll with with some of our okay, coaches. Okay, but it and, started with a request. So yes. Debbie at our office, if you guys are clients, you get a call, an annual mortgage review. How's things going? Do you have any questions about your mortgage? You know, we do taxes. Do you have any ideas for Dave and Reb on Let's Talk Money? Mm-hmm. This one said, well, what are the budget busters? Mm-hmm. In other words, what are the things that are actually undermining people's financial journeys um, in their spending plans, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what comes up that is actually undoing them financially? Right. And before we start, I actually read, was reading in my quiet time this morning a new book from Sky Jatani called What If Jesus Was Serious About Prayer? Haven't read the whole thing, but it's really good. If you don't like devotionals, this is the book for you. Anyway, um, he's talking about prayer, and I was gripped by by the thought this morning as I read it and I was reading the scriptures that are in there um, that maybe one of the greatest budget busters, one of the things that we're, we're finding in our financial journeys is that we're not inviting God into our financial journey. 
We talk a lot about stewardship, managing God's money. We're trying to do it the best, but here's my question. How much time uh, during the day when you have a financial question, how much of that are you just steering towards the Lord? Mm -hmm. Lord, I don't know the answer for this. You know, I want to do my finances with you. When's the last time you said to the Lord, I want to do my finances with you? Well, can that's, you that's a whole okay, show of so, how do we do that? Because I, mean, I want to read the verses. Yeah. Math, yeah, I know. That's a whole thing. Matthew 6. When you pray, you should not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. That was the phrase that jumped out at me this morning. Pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. I'm not talking about what rewards you're going to get. I'm not talking about things. I'm not, he is the reward. I'm just going to clarify that for me, that time with him is the reward where you're, you're creating communion. And I know that my, I'm going to be referencing my book a lot this fall because it's in my head. <laughs> it's it, in the book. I use the I, phrase. I think you should not reference it. There's I, too many possibility for spoilers. No, well, they can go read it. They get, get curious. Yeah. I, I have sections in the book called Cultivating Communion. How are you growing your communion with the Lord? How are you growing communion with God in your finances? This isn't a, just about doing the right things. This is actually being in relationship with the Lord and inviting Him in as He invites you into His story. You're inviting Him into yours. So how are we doing this? Are we praying? I mean, the focus is, not just asking for all the stuff. Sky Jatani says it's not about what we're going to get from God because that's kind of superstitious. He's not a slot machine. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I, you know, Mm -hmm. and you and I, there's a story in there about our own journey about seeking God's heart Mm -hmm. and not just seeking God for provision. And I, it's just a beautiful reminder. So I want to remind you at the beginning of this school year, at the beginning of these this September, when things are still uncertain out the, there in the global pandemic, when you're prone to worry, turn your eyes on Jesus like the old hymn says and look full in his wonderful face yeah. and start discovering who he is. Yeah. Who are you praying to can be your focus. You don't have to have fancy words. You can just say help. You can just say, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be fancy, but you can say, I want to invite you into the journey of my finances. And and there's a whole bunch of things there. And I'm only going to kind of pick on one or two that they're going through. One is, is that we know the heart of God is good for us. So as we bring God into our finances, you know, sometimes we're going to go, you know, uh, again, might be an impression. It, It might be a verse. It might be something blatant where you're like, man, uh, I was planning to to do this, and and I don't think we should anymore, um, because I feel like God, you know, God is telling me not. Uh, whatever that looks like for you, uh, recognize that God's heart for you is good, but He does walk beside us. Like so, it's not like okay, well, every time I check with God, you know, everything's going to be you know ponies and roses or, or whatever. <laughs> God actually, we walk through difficult spaces. Yes. We walk through yes. difficult things. We, we, but when we can do that, knowing that, Hey, I made that decision and, and I, and, and I'm trusting that the decision I made was hand in hand with the Lord, mm-hmm. even though the circumstance might be difficult. Um, it doesn't matter, uh, because I know I'm walking with the Lord and I'm putting my trust in Him. 
uh, and not putting my trust in the circumstance or what's going on there. And that, that's so key because, uh, you know, honestly, we all love to pursue comfort. We all love to pursue uh, in terms of, of our money, spending money on the things that, that make us feel good, right, safe. Uh, and to be honest, those are the God things that God is supposed to be doing is making us uh, or bringing us into safety, bringing us into a place where we're in communion with him. Uh, you know, God takes care of those things and we attribute those to, to money. So money is going to accomplish this, not God. Yeah. Right. right. We, then we're putting our trust in that space. I, I want to go back to just that you mentioned mm-hmm. again, just let's do this with God. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess um, those phrases have just come up more and more for me the last few months, but I read it this morning. Phil Vischer recommends this book, and Phil Vischer made the VeggieTales, right? Yeah. And he's the co-host of the Holy Post. He's friends with Sky Jatani and all that. But he says this, popular forms of Christianity are obsessed with teaching us how to live for God, but they rarely equip us to live with Him. And the key to a radically transformed life with God prayer and he talks about this book uh, being Mm -hmm. you know a kind of an introduction how do you live with god and how do we and i'm i'm using this he's they're talking about prayer in general for the for our lives Mm -hmm. and communion but like the okay like the book i just wrote cultivating communion with god in in our finances it's such a beautiful idea not easy to do not a quick fix but Pray to the Father who is in the secret place. Mm-hmm. And I I just think that's beautiful. And I think that's one of the budget busters, that we're not praying to the Father who well, is in the secret place. that was one of the first place. ones that I thought of, you know, speed. Uh, I say this oh, yeah, so okay. often, speed kills. And, you know, we, we then go, you know, in the area of finances, we make a financial decision uh, and, and, and sometimes we make that decision so quickly, we, th- we just don't even have enough time to gather all of the, the pertinent information on, on a practical level, but we think, okay, I'm just going to make that decision. Uh, and so, you know, sometimes that, that speed and the speed at which the world works and, and, and everything is churning, we feel like we're under this immense pressure to make these financial decisions. And, and again, you don't have to look too far into marketing to see that that is a huge ploy, you know, get it now, mm-hmm. one time only, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like you think about when we're talking about budget busters, that those red tag sale, it's on special, one time only, get it now because this deal will never come up again. You know, that's, that's one that we have to bring you know, into this conversation is, is the speed at which we make decisions. We're not even allowed to process or we don't take the time to process uh, the, the, the decision with all of the information at hand. And then, and then we wonder why, wow, that didn't really work out. Or, man, that cost me a lot more than I thought it was going to cost me um, because, well, I didn't take the time well, to gather and this, the right information. This one leads into planning to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. so okay so um we did take a poll i sent an email to all our coaches and they chimed in because they they just love this topic because there was yeah. it was a great email discussion and um that's why i think we'll probably be doing another podcast about it because they had so many ideas but one of our coaches actually said this let me see if i can find it i would sum up my budget buster observations into one phrase failure to plan 
and stick to the plan. Mm -hmm. Much budget busters are driven by emotions. For example, creeping costs from daily coffee, buying items for that feel-good feeling, spending on gifts and entertainment, and failure to have an emergency cushion for life's predictable unpredictables. It takes a mental shift to rein in your spending and plan for the unexpected. When that awakening occurs, backed up by action, everyone celebrates. Mm -hmm. And that ties Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. with impatience. Uh, um, We talked about that. We're like, what's the opposite of patience? We're like, oh yeah, impatience. Impatience, (laughs) And we want it now. And you've said that to me for 30 years. Rev, there will always be a deal. There will always be another thing. In fact, in in my own life, if I feel, like if I feel that pressure, then, then that's that's actually a warning sign to me. It, it, it's not a it's not a dead stop. It's not a, a do not go ahead. That's a warning sign to me that wait a minute, am I invested emotionally uh, too much into this decision? Uh, and you know, is is there outside pressure that's coming on? Like when I feel that internal kind of pressure that oh, we have to make this decision now, then then I know I actually you know put on the brakes and say okay maybe i need to talk to you reb maybe i need to go back and say like is is this deal actually as good as because i love a great deal so 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 interesting okay so we're uh next week um we have uh our guest ray Mm -hmm. our regular and we are talking about banking on the future and we talk about renovations but i have a renovation story that we did renovate like many people this past year. Um, and about a year ago, I was like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And I remember, uh, you know, planning and I was starting to get stressed about it. I'm like, this is going to be a lot and we're going to be uh, upended. And I, w- I was feeling, and I remember going for a walk with you and I was feeling not the speed because you can't renovate fast all the time. Um, but just like we had to make a decision and what you just said, I was feeling that emotional pressure because our floor was starting to cause slivers in the kids' feet. And, and you know, that's not really good. We've been in our home for 15 years. And, and some of you guys have heard about our lighting story, you know, um, uh, you know, on how we compared that to coaching. We did that. It was a great show, by the way. Um, but I said to Dave, we went for a walk one morning, and you said to me, Reb, you know, we can just stop. Let's just stop. This is all, all this stress is happening in your head. So just take a deep breath. So when you said that to me, I received it. And then we started to pray. I said, okay, Lord, I think you want us to renovate. Because we did think that. Mm -hmm. We had a sense that now is the time. How do we do this? And all we got was the word one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. So that's when we were gathered around our dear friend, Mark Geertzman. I said, Mark, you've been thinking about our lighting for 13 years and how to do lighting in a log home. Mm-hmm. Now's the time. Yeah. And that's what we started with. And it was. And, and I want to give we, some context to the story because th- there were some things in our renovation that were not needs. Uh, really, right. they weren't needs. Right. But there were some things in our renovation that were needs. Yes. Right. So, I mean, we, we had to replace one window because there was rot <laughs> around the window. I mean, that's where our renovation and, kind and, of started. And, <laughs> and, and that was a need. And okay, we're like, I'm, okay. la- I'm laughing yeah. like it started with a window. It started right? with How a did window. we get yeah. lights yeah. thrown in? And I would say that Mark Geertzema would say we needed lights. Well, even uh, Again, maybe, <laughs> maybe that was Mark's opinion. And, and I'm not going to even go there. But the reality was, was some of the things in the renovation were, were, were definite yes. needs. 
We had wood rot around the, the window. We need not a window. really yep. needs. Some of the things we we could have done different or spent a little less money or and some of the things we could have done different and spent a little more, bit more money. Yeah. You know, I repurposed all of our or hardwood floor that was on the floor. We ripped the hardwood flooring out, the the, the nasty stuff that we could have refurbished that. We could yeah. have done something. Well, we ripped that out, so we replaced all the hardwood floor. And then I repurposed that flooring and made a number of doors so that we could have some some doors. Yes, and for so, barn doors. So some of that we did, you know, okay, economically. So- some of that we did. Yeah. Right. So we're we're not saying that and and these can be budget busters too yeah. because in a renovations renovation, a renovation can be a budget is an opportunity because as you start and we totally get it you think oh because that's actually what happened. I he did we said oh main floor lighting mark and I'm like but we have really bad lighting over the kids schooling area cuz they all school at home. We have really bad lights in our bedroom and he walked in he goes yes you do. So there was something we weren't now we had the cash for it but mm-hmm. we hadn't planned mm-hmm. and this is what and when, we had to rejig and we plan. had to rejig the plan so this we totally understand but if if you're if you're conservative in how you spend money you can probably still do those things safely but if you have no framework for what your your actual spending is for your renovation and you don't have context all of a sudden you're twenty thousand dollars over and you don't know how you got there you really have to communicate i'm um, just gonna it, say and, know, and all along the way all along the way rebecca and i uh were going okay so where are we at well, how are you feeling uh you know where's the money at you know we've shifted we spent more money on lighting than we originally intended but we're we're happy with that decision which means we need to spend less money in a different area what are we going to do with that so that communication i would say that might be the second big budget buster uh, that's a bit overarching all of the ones that the the coaches said in is is communication, communication is and and making key. sure that as you revisit the plan you know and we did this again in the context of Lord, uh, you said one thing at a time. So yes. we're, we we did the window, then we did the lighting, and and we're 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 asking the Lord. You know, I had in my head there's a whole bunch of other stuff coming down the pipe, Lord. Like we know that's in the plan, but you're saying one thing at a time. So we're gonna. What do we do with the lighting? Are we, you know, were we happy? And so we, we did the lighting and we paid for the lighting and we finished that project. And then in a sense, we went on to the next one and we went, okay. So that's how we played that out, uh, in terms of the communication. Well, and, and bringing and, it to the Lord. And, um, in, in the shows to come in September, um, with Ray, at least, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about how important it is to, to, uh, and, and what we've already mentioned today, how important it is to invite God into the conversation and not trust, not trust everything else in the way the world does it. But actually, when you invite God in and talk to him about it, like we did, because I was so stressed. And the moment I stopped and said, OK, God, we're going to do it your way because we sense this is what we're supposed to do in this season. Then, then it all, and it's been beautiful. We're still waiting for the one of the last things or doors. But to we're come talking out. about uh, Lena, a renovation project, yes. But we're also talking about in our daily spending, right. right? So there are some things, for example, you know, you know, when we talk about budget busters, just just the fact that hey, you know what, we do the plan, we follow the plan, and there really isn't any money left over, and I'm tired of that. And and a, and a budget buster is just simply 
saying, out of heck with it, we're just going to go spend money because I'm tired of just following the plan and there not being any margin. <laughs> yes, you do get like, oh, I'm throw all caution to the wind. I'm sick of this. So mm-hmm. the gains you've made in a few months, you can lose quite quickly. So I, but I do want to mention also this, like you get tired of following a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so when an opportunity comes and sure. one of our coaches said, you know, an appliance breaks. Sure. So instead of just replacing the one appliance like oh well let's get a matching dryer yeah, and there's actually a deal on a set yeah, yeah and if we get a fridge we'll get even more money off so but we don't have the money for all three so let's just put it on credit mm-hmm. or we'll pay it to leon's or wherever we're getting the appliances mm-hmm. and those just creep up because we we haven't planned for it we may not even have a need for those extra appliances so instead of saying yeah, but they'll match nicely in the right know, so in- instead of saying well it will save now if we buy yep. all three but in reality Will you really save if you don't have the money? I do love the one that says, you know, hey, get the new appliance and you're going to save so much electricity. You know, like, <laughs> honestly, I, I have to say, I've never seen that math work out that you buy, uh, you know, you save enough money when you buy a new appliance that the electricity savings actually pays for the appliance. Like, th- th- that just doesn't happen. So I'm know, not sure that is a sales feature. I think most of us see that. But we that, convince ourselves so. with those same lines, mm-hmm. right? And, and I'm not... Well, I'm Save so much money I by know. spending money. Right? I know, yeah. and and we're gonna sound judgy, maybe, or we don't want to be judgy to people because we we all get sucked I'm in. Just and we on the marketing, like okay, I'm just saying okay, that the, yes. the marketing. You know, you you, you kind of look at the marketing and you go, really, I'm gonna save so much electricity by buying this new washing machine that it will actually kind of pay for itself over time. And you're like, no, I don't think that really works out. That I save three pennies a month. And I'm paying, you know, eight hundred dollars for a new washing machine. Like it would it's take a take long me 150 time. <laughs> years to make that back in electricity savings. I guess we you know? just don't do the math yeah, either. Then, right? Yeah. You know, we're not doing the math, and maybe that's there's all kinds of little budget. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't get an energy efficient no. one. I'm just saying, just <laughs> maybe don't believe the marketing is is is, is as well. And as that goes back to you know, um, so so you're so you've coupled this with well, we need a new washing machine, but I'm also tired of following. The budget i just want something new yeah. and and one of the other comments that along these lines that one of the coaches made is then you go buy a thirty-two thousand dollar brand new car because sure. you've been following the rules but you're so tired of it and you're tired of and we understand that mm-hmm. and that's why we talk about celebrating moments but maybe not with a thirty-two thousand dollar car you can't afford mm-hmm. maybe they just come in smaller and that ways. leads to one of the other budget busters and that's just simple easy credit Why would I save money because I can just simply go out and get what I want and put it on credit and, and, and easy. It's easy. Like saving money is hard. (laughs) You know, it does take, it, it does take some intentionality. It takes time. You know, if I want to save that $32,000 car, well, even if I, you know, save a thousand dollars a month, that's three years that I have to save money to be able to go buy that car cash. Well, I could be enjoying that I, car right. for three years, right. uh, you know, and so going, well, the, the, just that idea, uh, where we, we go, you know, it, 
just easy credit. It just it's just super easy and it allows us to get what we want. And we now. understand that. 100%. We we get it. Dave and These I These are budget busters. I know. We've, all, I mean, we've, we've, we've we've experienced this yeah. as well. You know, but here's another thing that um uh someone on our team mentioned as well, which is a little more serious. I guess when you're on such limited income. So those discussions maybe are with people who have a mortgage, who have access to credit. Some people don't have access to credit and then they have to move and then they have to come up with first and last month's rent. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like a, a limiting a smaller income where people are struggling already and and you're not able to have an emergency cushion because it's just you're living paycheck to paycheck. You're mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. um these things are difficult, Dave, and I don't sometimes know how to answer people um, in these discussions. Like, what do you say? Like, even first and last month's rent, we're not thinking about it. And you're like, oh, yeah, we got to pay first and last. It's not just rent for September. It's, mm-hmm. it's. If you're plus, transitioning plus, or moving. Right. Yep, yep, and yep. how do you, I mean, those are, those aren't any fault of our own. Like, you know, the others are like, we're making decisions about renovations or buying a brand new car. These are mm-hmm. life decisions that are hurting people when they're on limited income. So what do we say? So, I mean, part of it, and, and this goes a little bit to, you know, one of the key parts that you just need to build into your, your, your spending plan is that, we need to have an emergency cushion. Right. We need to, you know, this is the, I use the different kind of metaphors, but, you know, we don't, you know, kind of draw to the right to the edge of the page. Uh, you know, we we create our financial plan and no matter how much we make with some margin, we want to have some money for being generous, investing in other people. We want to have some money for saving, investing in the future. And, and that means just simply it's something as simple as an emergency cushion, having that in place where if you are a renter, well, definitely your emergency cushion should be at least one month's rent. Like that that's the minimum. It should be more, but as a minimum, you should have one month's rent sitting in your emergency cushion. Mm-hmm. Because if you're renting, and again, we can talk about that a little bit and maybe on another show because we're getting to the end of this one. But you know, the the uh if you're renting and you don't have a car, then your absolute minimum emergency cushion is is one month's rent if you have a car it's one month's rent plus uh however comfortable you know how was the age of your car or or, you know what does that look like um you know what are the things coming up that you need to save for in terms of tires and and repairs and and those things car adds another level in your emergency cushion and then you know so just you know i'll end with that to just say that we need to to always no matter how much we make we need to always be putting a little bit of money into savings in that emergency cushion because it's inevitable we can't plan everything we just can't there's just there's no ability and we would you never expect to you just can't well and i don't i don't know how many minutes we have left but oh we have two okay we can't have this discussion (laughs) because i really have a heart for folks who are trying to find Mm -hmm. a place to live on a limited income it's really hard to do and um i i there are people that just can't even build an emergency cushion. So this is the quandary I, I, I guess mm-hmm. I'm leaving us with. But at the end of this discussion, we won't, we'll have that for another podcast. But the end of this discussion, we would encourage you to pray and invite God into your finances. Mm-hmm. Don't speedily go along and try and get things as fast as you can. Maybe slow down and take a deep breath. Make a plan and stick to the plan. 
Um, when you're doing renovations, make a plan and stick to the <laughs> renovation plan. Um, communicate about all of these things with your spouse, your family, your, you know, bounce it off each other. Um, don't go to easy credit and build an emergency cushion. Mm-hmm. Well, Lord, we thank you that uh, we can bring all of these things to you. And, and even as Reb's kind of written off the list, we want to just lay that all before you and say, and, 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 and but God, but you are involved in all of this. And, and you know, we know your heart for us is good to see us. Uh, and so, Lord, we just receive that in Christ's name. And, and yeah. And in October, we're doing more because there's way more ideas from the coaches. So we're going to do a Budget Busters Part 2 in October. Here we go. So thank you so much to the folks at NotMind.ca and Financial Discipleship Canada for sponsoring the show. Thank you for listening and join us next time when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.